If you have your Bibles, you might want to look with me in Proverbs in just one verse today. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Now the Proverbs is more than just a story. It might be kind of challenging to read Proverbs because the most of it is a series of statements there that have a lot to do with wisdom. Proverbs applauds godly wisdom and often makes comparisons between man's wisdom and godly wisdom. And so the Proverbs are a series of thoughts like that. And so I have landed today on chapter 14, verse 12, in just a single thought, you might say, of the way that we are living our life. So when the, the word is here talking about the way, it's more than just a literal path, but it is the way that our life is progressing or how we are living together uh, from moment to moment you might say. So verse 12 says, there is a way that seems right unto a person, but its end is the way to death. Now that verse is, is making a contrast between our perception of the way that we are traveling and it seems like it says this way seems right to us. We have evaluated. We have made a judgment as best we can, supposedly. And according to the knowledge we have, perhaps at the moment, this way seems to be the right way to go. Reminds me of scripture in the New Testament where Jesus said that broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that follow that way and then he said in a way by comparison here that narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that follow that way so there again is a example of a people making a decision about which way to go in their lives and the Bible says that the most make a decision to go the wrong way. And that's very uh, discouraging and eye-opening about our need to share the gospel with more people. Because it may be true that many, many more people will be lost than will actually be saved. And I believe that's a contrast to what we normally think. I believe that we have the uh, unconscious assumption that the most people will indeed be going to heaven. But the Bible doesn't give a strong indication that that is the case. I might even point you to Noah, where only eight people in the whole world were saved that went on the ark. Only eight out of the rest of the population of the world at that time would likely have been in the millions. 
Now, sometimes in Kaiser, and you know, most of you know I'm driving a little bus in Kaiser. What I really am driving is a glorified minivan. It's not a minivan. It actually has 12 seats in the bus I usually use. So it's not too hard to maneuver around the corners and get all these back streets at Kaiser. But it makes me wonder once in a while when I get a call about a certain address that I don't know where it's at. In fact, I might even not know where the whole street is at. One time I heard, I heard a call to go to 144 E Street. So I went to E Street. I went up and down the E Street. And I didn't see 144 anywhere. I didn't even see a house with 144 on the, on the. So they called back again and said, how long will it be till you get to 144 E Street? And I radioed back in and I said, well, I've been on E Street for the last 15 minutes. I've been up and down E Street. I can't even find uh, 144. The trouble was she was saying 144 East Street, E-A-S-T, East Street. Well, now that threw a whole new light on it. I knew where East Street was, and I went to East Street, and I found 144, and there was no problem. But I'm just amazed at how so many cars are on the road, especially around 5 o'clock in Kaiser. You ever try to pull out on 220 from Sheets, for instance, and especially if you want to go north, you might sit there for 15 or 20 minutes before you can even pull out across two lanes. And so the question I have is, where's everybody going? I mean, everybody out there has to have a destination in mind, right? They're not out there just riding around. And so when you have a destination in mind, excuse me, when you have a destination in mind, your attention is focused on getting to that destination. Now, part of the time, I'm just riding around in Kaiser waiting for somebody to pick up. I get so anxious to pick somebody up that I see someone walking along the road, I just want to slow down and say, would you like a ride? But I don't think I'm supposed to do that on the bus. So when we get out on the road, we have to decide where we are going. And most of the time, we take the most direct course to that location so we get there as, as soon as possible. Now, Proverbs often guides us to comparisons between wisdom and foolishness, between life and death, a contrast between having joy or sorrow eventually. So as we read through Proverbs, we can see these different ty types of comparisons, and all of us want and prefer wisdom, life, and joy. So this is what we are seeking in our life, but it's not always easy to find. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a person, but the end thereof is death. I don't want to be on the way that leads to death, even if it seems right to me. And I realize that I can make a lot of wrong turns that see is wrong. I make a wrong turn. It seemed right to me. 
I was near Newark, New Jersey once with the tractor and trailer that I was driving and I was looking for a certain street and I missed the exit to the street I was looking for. So now, listen, it don't matter how good the directions you have, when you miss the exit, you're in trouble. I mean, you done missed the route. It, it doesn't matter now anymore about the directions. Now you're on your own. You don't know how many low bridges there might be that you can't get under. You don't know how many turns there might be. You might even think you'll get in a place you'll never be able to get out. I've actually backed the truck up a couple blocks just because I made a wrong turn. So I'm going backwards on the street, backing up. Now, a lot of times this was in the morning, but this happened to be in Newark, New Jersey, right at five o'clock. And I'm telling you, I said, I'm not in Virginia anymore. And it was a catastrophe. The streets were clogged up so bad that I couldn't even seem to make a turn at all. And I just decided to go straight because I had no idea where any turns were. I knew I was going south and I knew 78 was down there somewhere in the south. And if I just go straight towards 78, eventually I'll get there. Well, I did get there about an hour later. Well, I'm already over an hour late now. There was a group of golfers who were playing beside a road. They were playing on the golf course, but a road was running beside the course. And on that road, there was a certain place where it said, stop, do not enter. Then there was a car that came right up to those signs and he ignored the signs to stop and do not enter, and he went on anyway. And after a little bit, he went kerplunk into a stream. And one of the golfers said it might have been good if they'd have put bridge out ahead. Maybe that would have helped him not taking the road he should not have taken. Well, today we have many past issues in our lives and the term, which way do we go, actually comes up occasionally in our life. John 14 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. Jesus spoke those words. So we better be sure we're on the right path. And so I want to assess my life as I'm going, even after I become a Christian, I still want to assess my life, do some self-examination to ask myself, Randy, are you on the right road? Are you truly taking the right path? You haven't taken any unnecessary detours in your life, have you? Have you made a turn towards something that just appeared to be desirable? And so you kind of veered off. You made what um, the GPS says, please make a slight right turn. GPS has told me to make a slight right turn before when I almost had to make a U-turn. And I asked myself, what kind of a slight turn is that? But anyway, we make these slight turns. Proverbs 21.2 says this, a person may think they're on the right way 
but it is the Lord that weighs the heart. So we want to ask God constantly in our lives, am I on the right way? And even if you've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, we still have this need to check ourselves. Am I on the right way? Once Pastor Bill Garber, you probably don't know him, he's from Virginia, he and I attended the Brethren Bible Institute in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. To get there, it's most convenient to go up north on 81 until you get to the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Get on the Turnpike for about three exits and then get off and go down to Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Well, we had spent the week there and it was time to go home to, so Bill and I got in my car and I'm driving and I drive down the road toward the turnpike and I take the exit to get on the turnpike. The only trouble is I took the exit to go east on the turnpike instead of going west. And I needed to go west. Well, I took the east ramp onto the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And I tell you, I must have went for about 10 miles before I realized we're going the wrong direction. And I said, Bill, I think I took the wrong ramp back there. And we're going east instead of west. Now, if you know anything about the Turnpike, there's a long distance between the exits. And I think we had to go about 25 miles in the wrong direction before we could get turned around. And by that time, I did some calculating in my mind. I said, you know, we don't even have to go back uh, west on the turnpike. I know another road. We'll drop down to, I think it's uh, US 30. And we'll go west on 30, and we'll just get back to 81 that way, and that'd be fine. The only trouble is 30 is about a 40 uh, mile per hour road most of the way. And so we ended up being about two hours later getting home than we would have gotten if I made the right turn. Well, unfortunately today, it is true that many people are following the wrong path. Just like me, it makes the wrong turn. Many people are following a path they don't even know where it leads. They're following the crowd. It looks popular to them, and it looks popular to us, easily. There's a humorous verse to me. You know, sometimes it seems like Scripture doesn't have a whole lot of humor in it, but I think this verse is kind of funny. Acts 19.32 Some therefore cried one thing, and some another. For the assembly was confused. And then this statement is amusing to me. The most of them did not know why they had come together. So here you got a group of people, some's crying one thing, some's crying another. A lot of them don't even know what to cry because they don't even know why they're there. Reminds me of some of the protests we see around our country. People just kind of grouped up, yelling one thing and another, not sure they know what they're yelling about. Some follow the leading of ungodly people in their lives. There's lots of treacherous intersections that we come to in life. Some follow the leading of teachers. Now, most teachers are very good to follow. The vast majority of teachers are very credible. 
But we know that there are teachers, probably especially on the college level, that teach things that are a bit contrary to the truth of God's word. I was in a Bridgewater College class, and it was a sociology class. And somehow we got to speaking about the different cultures and what was right and wrong in different cultures. And so they began to say, you know, what is right in one culture may not be true or right in another culture. And so it basically got down to the fact that they were saying what is truth for one people may not necessarily be truth for another people. So they were basically teaching relativity. It's relative to your culture. What is truth? Now I'm sitting in this class listening to that and I, I could hardly be quiet. I said, well, I tell you what I believe. I believe there's one truth for one people and, uh, or for all people at all times. There is what I call an absolute truth for all people in all places and all times. Do you know out of a class of about 25, no one agreed with that. No one there, including the instructor. And you would know his name, likely, if I told you who it was. He's a pretty prominent author in Church of the Brethren. And he did not accept that either. Even the instructor did not accept the statement, one truth for all people in all times. So there is, is teaching that can lead us down the wrong path. There is also some of our friends that can lead us down the wrong path. Now, I've been led down the wrong path before. One time I got with a group back in my high school days. And for some reason crawled in the car with them. I don't even know why I did. This wasn't my normal circle of friends. So they were out driving around and basically they all said, let's smoke some marijuana. I'd never smoked marijuana in my life. You know what? That night I took a puff of marijuana. But I didn't inhale. <laughs> and one of the girls there in the car said, I can't believe we're smoking marijuana with Randy Coster. No wonder they couldn't believe it, because that was not my uh, normal group to be with. And I had never smoked marijuana, and I've never smoked it since, thank the Lord. And as I said, I didn't feel anything from it because I didn't inhale it. I just kind of faked it, you might say. Our friends can influence us sometimes to do the wrong things. We don't want to be different. We want to fit in. And I've even drank alcohol with people who I wanted to fit in with. Until one day I decided I didn't want my life to go down this road. I don't want to be an alcoholic. So I decided to stop this nonsense and stop drinking alcohol with the buddies just to fit in. I decided if I want to impress them, I'll do it a different way. I'll try to be good at my work. I'll try to impress them that way. I don't have to drink with these guys to impress them. Sometimes we believe the way that we are going is right. 
Now that may be based on a lot of assumptions we're making. Does anybody read the directions anymore? Yesterday, I was putting together a toolbox because I had tools scattered all over the house. I got a toolbox there that I never put together. I've had this toolbox for a couple years and I never put it together. Well, yesterday I decided to put it together. Well, you know you got to put it together the wrong way before you put it together the right way. And so I put the wheels on it, realizing that I had to do something else before I put the wheels on, and then I had to take the wheels back off. And I told Christy, it sure takes a long time to put a toolbox together. Well, if I put it together the right way to start with, maybe it wouldn't take quite as long. And we couldn't even find the directions. There's a reason the directions say hazardous, dangerous, harmful. I pick up directions, look at that, hazard, dangerous, harmful. Oh, that's no problem. Then I throw it aside. Christy and I was putting up waterproof um, panels in our bathroom one time, and we was using this glue. And so we were swiping glue all over the place, and we didn't really know it, but we was breathing some of that glue, and all of a sudden we got kind of drowsy-like, and we went out into the living room and laid down on the floor and just kind of went to sleep for a little bit. I don't even know how long we were there. But we both woke up. Now this has been 25, 30 years ago. And we've never did it again since. But we was in there sniffing that glue, I suppose. And what do you know? It about got us. I'm glad we stepped out of there Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence. The directions we need to follow. Well, nothing is more important than taking the right way. Eternal life is at stake. There is a way that seems right to a man. But the last part of this says, its end is the way to death. We want to be on the right road. Well, in the interest of time, I better move on because I know we have communion here in just a little bit. Today, you can be absolutely sure you are on the right road. There's no reason to worry about being on the wrong road. A family in Maine went on a lobster boat trip in the treacherous waters off the coast of Maine. It had set in foggy that day, that morning. And the captain, well, he just zigzagged out through the harbor just like nothing. And the man finally asked, do you know where the rocks are? And the captain says, I know where the rocks aren't. In some ways, that's the way we travel the road in our Christian life. It is true we might not know all the hazards that are out there. But I know where Jesus is leading me. And I know it's not hazardous to follow him. Now, if I get off on the wrong road, then my life is in my own hands at that point. Let me pray. Well, Heavenly Father, I 
thank you that your word constantly is showing us the right way to go in our life. And I want to come back to your word over and over again that I might see whether I'm on the right road or not. So thank you, Lord, for this single verse of scripture here that in just a few words outlines a very important truth. The way that seems right might not be right. We want to be on the right road. Help us to assess that all the time, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.